Well, good morning, Westside. It is good to see you. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And let me tell you, this is not the way that I had planned or wanted to start 2021 for us um, as a church meeting online. But there's been a lot of things that have changed. Uh, we didn't get to have a normal Christmas in the Jordan household. My wife and I ended up testing positive for COVID. We're good. Everybody's healthy. Thank you so much for reaching out all of the thoughts and all of the prayers. But it drastically changed um, our Christmas. We didn't get to have it with family. We had to stay quarantined. And then with a number of volunteers testing positive as well, we thought it was wise for us to um, cancel our in-person gatherings and go online for this Sunday. And man, I'll just be honest with you. Um, I wasn't excited. Um, I wasn't in a good mood about it. It was all of these circumstances that I felt were handed to us that we didn't want, that changed all types of things. And there's a lot of things uh, that I couldn't control and that we couldn't control. Which, when I started thinking about it and praying about what is going to be the first sermon for us to lead us into 2021, um, as we've looked back on 2020 and the year um, that it has been, there's been so much change. There's been so much uncertainty. And when I started thinking about that, um, it really is the theme of history. And, and, and here's what I mean. I love to read. I love to look back upon history. But any student of history and anybody really understands this truth, and it's this. The only thing that is certain when you look back at history is uncertainty. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only thing that you can count on is that there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and there's going to be a lot of things that you don't know. And so even um, hopefully we thought things were going to end in 2020 and be a little bit normal going into 2021. It looks like there still is that uncertainty. And so just praying and, and asking the Lord what word he would have for us as a church going into 2021 for this being sort of the first sermon to set the tone for us. Um, I was reminded of this man. His name is Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl is a clinical psychologist and he was a neuroscientist, but he's most famous for being in a Nazi concentration camp during the World War. And he wrote about it in the famous uh, book. It was a best-selling New York Times bestseller, Man's Search for Meaning. And it's a phenomenal book where he recounts the stories of being in that horrid concentration camp. But what Victor did as being a psychologist is he asked this question, why did some people survive the concentration camps and others didn't? Now, apart from uh, the factors of the torture and the horrid things that happened, he, he asked this question, what was the mindset of the people that survived and the mindset of the people that didn't survive? And as you read through the book, it becomes very clear as he evaluated that there was one thing. There was a lot that they couldn't control in the circumstances in those concentration camps. Obviously, it was something that they didn't ask for. They didn't have a lot of choice and a lot of control. Their circumstances were changing constantly. But then Victor says these words. 
We who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing. What's that one thing? The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. I mean, that is profound. To hear somebody who was probably in one of the worst circumstances that you and I could ever imagine step back and evaluate and say this, that even though it seems like there are no choices that could be made, there's no way that you can control anything that's happening in that circumstance, that there is still one choice that even when it seems like everything's been taken away, there is one choice that cannot be taken from somebody. And it's their attitude in that circumstance. And as I was thinking and as I was praying to the Lord about what He would have for us in 2021 and remembering Victor's circumstances and his quote, it reminded me of the prophet Habakkuk. Now, Habakkuk was an Old Testament prophet who was prophesying to the people of Israel who were getting ready to go into captivity. The people of Israel kept wandering away from God and His commandments. And Habakkuk rises up, and in Habakkuk chapter 1, he almost starts really with a complaint. He's arguing with God. He's saying, why is this happening? These circumstances are horrible. How come you're not doing anything? And then God says, I actually am going to do something, but it's not going to be something that you want. I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans, and they're going to come, and they're going to take you guys captive. But then I'm also going to raise up somebody that's going to beat the Chaldeans and then you guys can come back in. And so Habakkuk chapter 1, chapter 2 is Habakkuk sort of complaining and wrestling with these deep, profound questions that he has with God. And quite frankly, um, every scholar agrees Habakkuk sort of has a bad attitude when he's complaining and he's talking to God about these things. And then Habakkuk chapter 3, something changes. So if you have your Bible, I want you to go to Habakkuk chapter 3. We're going to be in verses 1 through 19. I'm going to read these verses, and I'm going to tie this in together for us. Habakkuk chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet, according to the Shigonath. O Lord, I have heard the report of you and your work, O Lord. Do I fear? In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Tinnom, and the Holy One from Mount Paran. His splendor covered the heavens, and the earth was full of praise. His brightness was like the light rays flashed from His hand, and there He veiled His power. Before Him went pestilence, and plague followed at his heels. He stood and measured the earth. He looked and shook the nations, and the eternal mountains were scattered. The everlasting hills sank low. 
His were the everlasting ways. I saw the tents of cushion in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was your wrath against the rivers, O Lord? Was your anger against the rivers of your indignation, against the sea when you rode on your horses on your chariot of salvation? You stripped the sheath from your bow, calling for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and withered. The raging waters swept on. The deep gave forth its voice. It lifted its hands on high. The sun and the moon stood still in their place, and the light of your arrow as they sped at the flash of your glittering spear. You marched through the earth in fury. Your threshold, the nations in anger, you went out for salvation of your people, for the salvation of your anointed. You crushed the head of the house of the wicked, laying him bare from thigh to neck. You pierced with his own arrows the head of his warriors. You came like a whirlwind to scatter me, rejoicing as if to devour the poor to secret. You trampled the sea with your horses, the surging of mighty waters. Now here's going to be our focus, verses 16 through 19. I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. This is to the choir master with stringed instruments. And this is the word of the Lord. Now, where are we going with this? Habakkuk is an Old Testament prophet and he says, All of my circumstances are changing. Nothing is going the way that I want it to go. There's so much uncertainty everywhere. And he started complaining in chapter 1, and in chapter 2, he's still complaining. But then here in chapter 3, he looks back upon salvation history to see what God has done. And then he makes a choice. Did you notice the yet I wills? Yet I will quietly wait for the day of the Lord in verse 16. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord in verse 18. And then God the Lord is my strength in verse 19. Listen, Westside, 2020 was filled with so much uncertainty, so many changing circumstances that we had no control over. And to be quite honest with you, it looks like 2021 is going to have more uncertainty and there's going to be circumstances that you and I didn't ask for. Whether it be this pandemic or whether it just be a personal situation that you have with your family or with yourself. So what is one thing that we can do? What do we see Habakkuk do? Westside, what can we as a body of believers do 
in 2021? What is the word that God would have for us? And I believe that it's this. I can't choose my circumstances, but I can choose my attitude in my circumstances. That's the word that I have for us to lead us into 2021, which is going to have more uncertainty and more circumstances that we're not prepared for. We can't choose our circumstances, but we can choose our attitude in those circumstances. And listen, just to personalize it for 2021, I can't choose my circumstances in 2021. You can't. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that truth. But we can choose our attitude as to what this looks like. And so let's have a little bit of a working definition. What is our attitude? And, and we spent some time on this and actually did a whole series you can find on our website called Attitude Adjustment. But we said this, an attitude, our attitude, is the lens through which I look at life. That's what your attitude is, okay? It's a lens through which you look at life. And so like I wear glasses to help me read, to help me see. When I put on that lens, it clarifies things for me. And all of us have a choice as to how we are going to view life. And so maybe if you could just humor me for a moment, maybe, maybe this will be a little bit helpful. Um, some of us have walked through 2020 with this lens, the lens of fear. And there's been fear and there's been anxiety everywhere. And that has been our, our primary attitude in 2020, to look through the lens of fear. Or um, how about this? This is real popular, right? How about the lens of politics? Everything's been political. And so the lens, my attitude has been, you know, those Republicans or those Democrats. And well, yeah, well, this new guy, that's not my president. And then this and that everything that I'm looking at life through my attitude is filtered through the lens of politics. Or for some of us, we've spent our whole life looking through the lens of being a victim. And so our attitude is nobody understands me and my circumstances are this and that's why I'm this way and nobody, it's always me and my family. They've never, nobody understands. And listen, all of those attitudes are detrimental to your life, to your relationships, and to your walk with Jesus. But what we see Habakkuk do, Habakkuk was honest. He started out the first part of the book saying, how long, O Lord, I'm not glad that this is happening. How come you're not doing anything? He had a certain attitude that he was looking through the lens to see what God was doing. But then in chapter 3, Habakkuk changes and he puts on the lens and he says, I will. He makes a decisive decision to take off the lenses of those other attitudes and put on a new lens of attitudes. So Westside, listen, 
I really firmly believe that this is a word for us to lead us into 2021, that we can't control our circumstances, but we can control our attitude in those circumstances, and nobody can take that away from us. Our attitude is the lens through which we look at life. And listen, Habakkuk makes three statements in these short verses that I believe, listen, I believe that if this could be the rudder in your boat to guide you into 2021, that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in your circumstances, I believe that this can change your life, your relationships, and your walk with Jesus. That your attitude through the lens through which you look at life and your relationships, you have a choice and Habakkuk says three things that if, that if we could adopt them as a church and as individuals, no matter what happens in 2021, I believe that if these three statements could be our guiding rudders, that it'll change our life. The first one is this. Habakkuk says, I will wait on the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. Look at what he says there in verse 16. I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones and my legs tremble beneath me. What I love about that is that he's being honest. He's, he's facing the facts of his circumstances. And, and, and listen, when it comes to having a biblical attitude and a biblical lens, it's not about being hallmarky and it's not about ignoring the facts and just saying, well, I'm going to do this and some naivety. No, he faces the facts and says, my circumstances are not good, but I have a choice. But I still have control of one thing amidst all the chaos and it's my attitude. And so I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon people that invade us. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to wait on the Lord. That God said that he was going to do something. So I'm going to wait on the Lord to do that. And how does he arrive here at this moment? I think he arrives there two ways. The first one is this, through the hard work of prayer. Verse 1 says that this whole chapter 3 is a prayer of Habakkuk. We've said this, that prayer is the primary way to process your emotions. Prayer is to go before the Lord and to spill your guts and to say, these are my circumstances. This is how I'm feeling. Listen, you have to process your problems and your circumstances or your circumstances and your problems will process you. And Habakkuk does that through prayer, that he spills his guts out to the Lord. And then the second thing is this, he does it through the hard work of Bible memory. All of the verses, verses 3 through 15, are all Old Testament references through, um, from the Exodus and what God had done in salvation past. So here's what Habakkuk does to change his attitude. Habakkuk grabs his Bible, spills his guts before the Lord in prayer, and reads his Bible and sees all that God has done in the past and says this, I'm going to wait on God to do it again. I'm going to wait on God to do it again. Listen, we have a choice with our attitude. How we are going to go into 2021. How we're going to view our relationships. How we're going to view our relationship with God. 
Listen, you even have a choice with your attitude about the sins and the wrong and the hurt that has been done to you. And Habakkuk says, through prayer and looking back through my Bible, I will wait on the Lord. Listen, I don't know what you've been praying for. I don't know what you've been praying for, for God to do in 2020. But listen, my exhortation to you today is to not give up. Continue to wait on the Lord. Continue to seek His face. Listen, I want you to say this wherever you're at, out loud. Maybe type this in the comments. I want this to be a motto for us. I want you to say this with me, right? Out loud, wherever you're watching this, get real awkward. Type this in the comments. Do whatever. You ready? I want us to say this together. I will wait for the Lord in 2021 by doing the hard work of prayer and Bible memory. Listen, I can't control my circumstances. I can't choose my circumstances, but I can choose my attitude in those circumstances. And I will wait for the Lord. That's the first phrase. The second phrase is this. I will rejoice in the Lord. Look at what Habakkuk says. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will take joy in God of my salvation. In the verses leading up to that in verse 17, he says, though the fig tree should not blossom. It's this beautiful um, poetry of him surveying the circumstances. And most scholars believe that he's listing those things from least important to the most important. So like the fig tree, figs would have been a luxury. So he's saying that even if these luxuries don't happen in my life, but then he says, if the produce of the olive fail and if the fields yield no food and the flock be cut off from the fold, what's he saying? If there's no money in my bank account, if there's no food in the pantry, if there's no health in my body, no matter what's happening amidst all of those circumstances that I can't control, I can control my attitude. And my attitude in those circumstances, Habakkuk says, is that I will rejoice in the Lord, in the Lord, that I will have joy. Westside, please listen to me. Joy is a choice. It is a choice. Happiness depends upon what is happening. Joy depends upon the Lord. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it better have taught us this lesson, that to prepare for 2021, our joy can't be in anything else other than the Lord Jesus Christ, because everything else will fail. I mean, we saw the stock market crash. We saw people get laid off from jobs. Maybe you were one of those people. Stability and uncertainty were everywhere. Unstability and uncertainty were everywhere. And if our joy was placed in any of those things, it was taken away. But Habakkuk says, I will choose my attitude to have joy, and that joy will be in the Lord. I'm reminded of a worship song that we sing together on Sundays called, Yes, I Will. And the lyrics go like this, Yes, I will. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. No, you won't fail me now. 
You won't fail me in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. I choose to praise, to glorify, to glorify God. Listen, to worship and to praise is a choice. And the sweetest worship, I'm talking the worship that goes down into the depth of our bones, is found not when our circumstances are working out perfectly, but in spite of our circumstances not working, we say that we will choose to worship. And when it comes to this idea of joy, how do we arrive at having that joy in the Lord? I love the way that one preacher by the name of G. Campbell Morgan said, he said this, Our joy is in proportion to our trust, and our trust is in proportion to our knowledge of God. I mean, that's a profound quote. Some of us don't have joy in the Lord because, quite frankly, we don't trust God enough. We don't trust God with our relationships, with our finances, with our children, with our health. And the reason why is is because We don't have enough knowledge of God. But what Habakkuk is saying is, when I look back upon salvation history, I see the faithfulness of God in the past, and He will be faithful in the future. Listen, you can't choose or control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude in those circumstances. I will wait on the Lord in 2021. I will rejoice in the Lord in 2021. And then the third thing that he says is this. Oh yes, we got to say this out loud. Let's say this out loud together. You ready? In 2021, I will rejoice in the Lord. Come on, that's somebody's motto. That is somebody's choice, somebody's attitude through the lens that they will look at 2021 is that I will rejoice in the Lord. And then the third thing that he says is this. I will rely on the Lord. In verse 19, God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. I love that he says my high places. Do you know what our circumstances do, and especially suffering? When our circumstances are bad and suffering enters into our world, we have two options. It can take us low and break us, or it can take us high. And and when Habakkuk says, on my high places, that means, um, picture in ancient times, if you were at the top of a mountain and your enemies were coming at you, They had to fight you coming uphill. You had a vantage point. You were safe up high. You had a new perspective. What Habakkuk is saying is, now that my circumstances have changed for the worst, it's actually giving me a better perspective on life. That it's made me a better person. Listen, you have a choice in 2021 for your circumstances to make you a better person or a bitter person. You have that ability to choose your attitude and the lens through which you will look at life. And Habakkuk says, I'm going to rely on the Lord. But do you know what's interesting is that the whole basis of chapter 3 is a corporate prayer sung in the temple gathering. That's why it ends and says, to the choir master with stringed instruments. 
This isn't something that happens in isolation. This is something that happens with the people of God. Habakkuk says, I'm not doing this alone. I'm doing this with God's people. Listen, for some of us in 2021, the best thing that we can do is to control and to choose our attitude and to be around God's people who are making the same choice. And so listen, I want us to say this together out loud. The third I will phrase of choosing our attitude. Ready? Here we go. I will rely on the Lord with God's people in 2021. That I will do it with God's people. Listen, Westside, there's so much that we can't control when it comes to the circumstances, when it comes to the changes. But listen, I believe these three statements could guide us into 2021. I will wait on the Lord in 2021. I will rejoice in the Lord in 2021. I will rely on the Lord in 2021. We can't choose and control our circumstances, but we can control our attitude, the lens through which we look at life amidst those circumstances. So Westside, my prayer for us as your pastor for 2021 is that we would put on a biblical lens, that we would pursue Jesus together, and that we would make willful choices that no matter what happens in the weeks and in the months to come, that we choose to praise, that we choose to worship, that we choose to follow Jesus. Westside, we can't control or choose our circumstances but you can control and choose your attitude in those circumstances. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you so grateful for your word, grateful for Habakkuk, watching his journey, whether it be from negativity and arguing and then that perspective and that change to no matter what happens, if there's no money in the bank account, if there's no food in the pantry, if there's no health on the report, that we will still choose to worship our God because our God is good despite our circumstances. God, give us the faith in 2021 to see past the problems to see past the, the letting down of the expectations and to see how big our God is and to see you at work. God, may you lead us and guide us as a church in 2021. May we draw closer to you in ways that we never have before. And more than anything, may we grow to love you more. We pray this all in the holy and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Westside, we love you, and we will see you next Sunday at our normal worship times at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at our in-person gatherings again. Westside, we love you. Happy 2021. Choose your attitude. Blessings.